welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Before I get into the topic of today, I want to tell you about a new thing that I'm going to be doing for the podcast, and it's something that I would like to have as an episode, maybe every 10 episodes or every five, and it's going to be just a Q&A episode where you guys send in your questions on basically anything financial literacy related or financial wellness, whether that is investing in your 401ks, paying off debt, saving for college plans, you name it. These are questions that you can ask and they'll be completely unanimous. I will not know who you are, but there are some things that I will ask you to do when you do put in a question is give me any relevant information that I'm going to need to be able to answer that question adequately. You can hide that information however you want, whether that's you're giving me fake names or anything like that. And then these are going to be kind of spitballs. I can't obviously give you recommendation over you know a paragraph of a question and, and some relevant information. I'm going to need a whole lot more information to really give you an adequate recommendation that's typically done in person. But to be able to do this, I'm going to have a type form that is going to be on my social medias, which is Facebook and LinkedIn. So be sure to go check those out. Send me a question that you are having when it comes to your personal finances, and then I will be able to answer those questions on the show. And it will be a tailored episode just being able to answer those questions because likely if you're asking those questions, a lot of your uh, friends and peers are asking the same questions. So if you can go on there, it's going to be a tight form. Again, I don't know anything about you. It's just answer the questions and give me any relevant information I will need to be able to answer that question. Now, kind of getting into the topic of today. And it was the other day I had a client kind of asked me, you know, what's what amount do I need when it comes to retirement? How much do I need saved? And their question was, do I need a half a million dollars? Do I need a million dollars? What's what's pretty typical for someone my age? And my answer to their question, and it's going to be the same answer to anybody's question who has that, and that's it depends. It depends on so many factors. It depends on when you want to retire, how much income you need. What's your longevity in your life? What's your risk tolerance? There's so many things that go into how to factor that. And so what I wanted to do today was give you all that information on how I calculate that. And typically I do this in a financial plan for somebody, but I wanted to kind of break down how I come up with those retirement numbers for people. So hopefully you can kind of do that on your own today and giving you some kind of relevant information to do that. But if it's something that you're interested after the episode or it prompts a question for that type form, please be sure to go in and type that question in. So when it comes to like a financial plan, I always give the analogy of a financial GPS. And I know I've talked about this in the podcast and I will continue to do it because it's one of my favorite analogies. And the reason for that is because everybody's familiar with a GPS. Maps go back centuries and and we've kind of articulated that into a GPS and it used to be the Garmin or the Tom Toms and now it's on your cell phone, but everybody's understands a GPS and what it does for you and how it can make your situation of driving from point A to point B 
much easier, more effective, more efficiently. So here are the kind of things that I go through when I create a financial plan for somebody or a retirement plan for somebody and how I calculate their retirement amount that they need. So the first part that I usually talk to people about is their retirement age. And what this does, going back to the GPS analogy, is it just tells me what's my time frame. It tells me, do you have 35 years, 20 years, 10, five years till retirement? How long do we have to plan to be able to accomplish the goal that you want? And usually when I ask that question is, what, when do you want to retire? I usually get the chuckle, well, immediately. Well, everybody wants to retire as soon as they can. But my goal is talking to you and, and going through this process is what's realistic and when do you actually want to retire based on your situation um, and, and the type of work you're doing and all that kind of stuff. And retirement, again, today looks a lot different than it had 20 years ago. Um, pensions are kind of a th much of a thing anymore. And most people maybe are in a higher stress job or they're in a very labor intensive job. So maybe they're looking to quote unquote retire from their job right now, but they are willing to go into some type of part-time work, contract work where they can continue to defer their investments, but they're still earning some type of income. Might not be exactly what they're earning before, but the stress to time evaluation is, is much better. So again, kind of looking at retirement age, this kind of gives me, going back to the financial GPS, it gives me time to sit, f figure out how long we have to get to your destination. And, and the destination is, is part two. And what I usually look at is their current income and then their budget that goes along with that. Are you using all of your income? Is, are you saving a lot? Are you paying off debt? Are you paying for a lot of things and it's getting split a hundred thousand different ways, but it's all going to good things that are benefiting you long-term, like paying down debt or paying for college savings and in that type of work, or are you spending it on frivolous things that aren't helping out your financial situation? And by using that, I can get kind of a, a number that I use is, is basically your destination of, of going back to the financial GPS. And I always kind of give the analogy of like a long road trip, whether that's from Michigan to, to bottom of Florida or Michigan to California, just something that's a long trip that you have to do a lot of planning for. But then not only are you planning to get there, but you're planning to also get back. And that would be the example of you're planning to get to retirement and then once you're in retirement, you also have to get home and through retirement as well. So how do I figure that out? Typically, when I look at your budget and your income, there's a couple of things that I can use your income off of. And that is, I can project out Social Security if you already don't have some kind of a sheet. However, if you've gone on to socialsecurity.gov and figured out what your Social Security amount is going to be. If you're younger, I would say under the age of 50, Likely you going on to socialsecurity.gov is not going to benefit you, but I can use your income to project out what your social security benefit will be or projected to be around. And then I can also project out your percentages of your deferral, whether that's going to a 401k or an IRA. I can use your income for that. But the biggest thing I can look at with your budget and your income is figuring out, okay, if you were to retire today, what dollar amount would you need to be able to meet ends meet? That could be you're making 60000 but you need net 
40,000 to make ends meet. Well, 40,000 will get things done. Well, maybe you want some extra money to do whatever you want to do in retirement. We have clients that are across the board different on this. We've got clients that do world travel. We've got clients that are full-time RVers. They sold everything and they live in an RV. We've got clients that are snowbirds. They own a condo or some type of house down in Florida and they travel down there for a couple of months out of the year when it gets cold here in Michigan. We've got clients that are homebodies. They don't do a whole lot. Maybe they're hunter and fishermen where they that's really all their money is what it's spent on, and it's not a whole lot. They live a pretty quiet lifestyle. We see it across the board, and it's different. So we figure out what amount that they need to be able to live, to pay their bills, their utilities, that kind of a thing, and then also what kind of money are they looking to to have to spend on kind of whatever they want in retirement to be happy. And then that kind of gives me a destination. And so then we kind of start looking at, okay, where are you at in your journey when it comes to accomplishing these goals? And then making sure that we're in the adequate investment or in this analogy of vehicle to make sure you get there on time. So what we look at next would be your current retirement savings. And Kind of going back to the GPS analogy, this would be like, how much gas are you putting into the tank? Are you filling up your t gas tank every single time? Are you putting up, putting just $20 in your tank? Are you putting $50 in your tank? How much are you putting in there to get you to your next stop and then getting you to your destination overall? When I look at your journey and where you're at, there's some metrics that we can use when it comes to like a rule of thumb of, of where you should be at. And again, this is a good takeaway for you as you're going through this podcast of, of knowing, are you kind of on track for retirement or your goal? And one thing to look at, and again, this is if you were to retire at age 65, pretty much making what you're making today in future dollars and just an adequate return. Usually at age 30, you want to have around half of your salary saved in today's dollars. And at age 35, you want one to one and a half times your salary of today. Age 40 is one and a half to two and a half. 45 is two and a half to four times your salary. 50 is three to six times. 55 is four and a half to eight times. 60 is five and a half to 11 times your salary. And then age 65 at retirement, it should be seven to 13.5 times your salary. And this is kind of a, a weird one. And I don't love using it just because your salary could be completely different than it was a year ago. For Especially for a younger person, you could have been working in the workforce for four to five years and you finally got that big promotion to a managerial job or that next stepping stone and your salary went up dramatically. Well, you could have been on track last year, but now you're not quite on track. And so this is just a decent rule of thumb. And again, this goes back to Number two, which is that budget and income and making sure that we're living within our means, regardless if you just got a promotion or not, to make sure that we're planning long-term for your income. And again, this is to retire at age 65. So if you want to retire before that, you need to have more than, than those standards. So usually what I try to shoot for, especially with my younger clients, is try to get to an equal of your salary today at age 30. This will help you just accomplish your goals sooner and faster to make sure that you're on track for those. Now, that just gives us a picture of where you're at today. And going back to that financial GPS analogy, this would be like you, you have a destination in mind 
and you already know the beginning steps of, of your journey. And so you start driving and then once you hit that turnpike or you get onto you know, 131 or whatever major highway that you need to get on, then that's when you click it on and you're like, okay, I don't know the next step from here. What do I need to do to be able to accomplish my goal or get to my goal? And so then it gets to the next part of we're going to evaluate your investments and then the retirement accounts that you're in. When we evaluate your investments, we're looking at a couple of different things. We're looking at kind of risk reward, basically your risk tolerance, and then what we're willing to take on for that risk tolerance, the expected returns based on that. So that will tell us if you're very conservative, well, we need maybe more time to get to our destination. And that just really in turn with going back to the financial GPS scenario, this is just telling us how fast you're going and how fast you're willing to go. And then it also tells us what speed you're currently going at. So you may say, hey, I'm willing to go 70, 80 miles an hour, but when I'm sitting there looking at your plan, you're going 50 or 55. Well, that's good to know in your plan. And kind of going back to the financial GPS, we can make assumptions that you're going the speed limit, but if you don't go the speed limit, then you can't expect to, to hit your destination at the time that you expect. Making sure that we are aligning your investments to make sure that we accomplish your goal. And so that's one of our steps in our retirement plan process is making sure that the investments that you have in your 401k, your IRAs, any personal investments, that they are tailored to you and what you're trying to accomplish and to allow you to reach your destination at your time period. The next part is assessing the different retirement accounts. And this is just going to see, are you efficient in what you're trying to do? Are you efficiently evading taxes in a, a legal way, making sure that you are deferring taxes in, a, in the right way? Do you need to be taking tax-free investments or going into a Roth? Are we just deferring them in an IRA? Are we deferring them in an annuity? Are we just doing a taxable account because you plan to retire before age 60? So we need some money there to be able to draw on before retirement. These are all things that we need to make sure are in place when it comes to your retirement plan. And kind of going back to the financial GPS analogy, this is when we start to look at what car are you driving? Is your car good on gas? Is it able to go fast? Are you more of a frivolous uh, investor? Do you want a lot of bells and whistles on your investment? Or are you very plain Jane? Are you just a standard Toyota Prius that's good on gas and it's very efficient um, you can't expect it to go super fast, but it can go at a pretty good rate for a good miles per gallon. Or are you driving the Suburban? I, I can look at this as, you know, we have uh, quite a few kids now. We need a vehicle that can pull a camper, that can hold all of us, that can have the DVD player, all those things. And so for us, we want the Suburban, but what does all that come down to? What is the, the downside to that? And that's the gas mileage. So this could be looking at investments like a variable annuity or some of these other more expensive investments that maybe has more bells and whistles. But if those are things that you want or things that you need to be able to accomplish your goal, well, those are things that we want to be able to work around or work with. That goes back to looking at your investments and are you in a Formula One car? Most people don't know that a Formula One car, after they're done with their races, they scrap the engine and they put a whole new one in. Well, they're one of the fastest cars on earth, but if you have to factor in every time you have to put a new engine in, well, that'd be like looking at growth stocks or different retirement accounts with growths in it. 
that it might grow really fast for a period of time, but you can expect at some point of time where it's not going to grow at a good rate and it's going to have a correction, it's going to have a downturn. So you got to be able to, to wait to be able to earn those returns back. And then going back to the car analogy, are you driving a military tank? Are you driving something that's super safe and super secure, but you're not going very fast? And some people expect that they can be in a military tank and go 80 miles an hour. That's just not how it works. You have to have the risk reward when it comes to your investments and making sure that they're in the proper accounts to be able to accomplish your goals. So once we have kind of those first five things, we have your retirement age, your budget and income that we can kind of project out an income for you in retirement. We look at your current retirement savings, what you have saved today, your investments and the retirement accounts those are in. We can figure out what your calculated retirement number is. And then that will tell us how much money you need to be able to supplement your income in retirement. This calculation can get a lot more complicated if you're retiring younger than 65 just because you have to be able to fund your retirement before Social Security and you also need to fund retirement with an added expense of usually health insurance because that's not added into your retirement plan. And then if you're under age 60 and, and starting to retire, well, that becomes even more complicated because any of these retirement accounts, you have to wait till 59 and a half to be able to draw on them. So you have to have money or assets that you can draw on before that. And as you're retiring earlier, that means there's more years in your retirement years to be able to, to plan for. So kind of going back to like the GPS analogy, you might be going from Michigan to California to get to retirement, but then on the way back, because your, your retirement's longer because you have longevity and you're retiring earlier, well, your return coming home might not be from back from California to Michigan. It might be from California to New York. So we need to make sure we plan for that. And sometimes in retirement, your investment vehicle might be different than the one that you achieved your first destination of retirement. So from Michigan to California, you might've been driving a Prius or something like that. But then once you get into retirement, we might change into a whole different vehicle, like a Toyota Highlander. It's be able to, it has more bells and whistles. It's still dependable. Maybe it's got a hybrid in it where it's efficient, but it's a little bit more expensive than your standard Ford Escape. There's some different things that we look at when it comes to that retirement number. But most people need to know that when you get to retirement, there's a percentage that you take as a withdrawal, which is an income that you take from your investments. And the earlier that you retire, the lesser of that percentage that you can take without running out of money. And so for somebody who's usually younger, retiring between age 55 and 60, they're usually pulling at about three and a half percent. If they're retiring before age 65, 60 to 65, that's usually when they're drawing around 4%. And then if it's over age 65, then we can kind of go up to 5%. And usually if we do that, we usually want some kind of a protection, whether that's uh, an annuity or something like that. We can figure out where the destination is, how long we have to get there, where are you currently at when it comes to your retirement savings? Are you behind? Are you on track? Are you ahead of schedule? Those are things that we can factor in. What's your risk reward? Are you willing to go fast? Are you willing to go above the speed limit? Are you below the speed limit currently and need to go up to the speed limit? Is your car efficient? Are you efficiently getting to your destination, not paying more than you need to in either gas or in this case, taxes? 
those are all things that we figure out when we do a retirement plan for somebody. One thing to think of when you're doing these financial plans too, or these retirement plans is the give and take. Uh, I had a client more recently, we were kind of conversing on uh, their retirement plan. And after I had kind of went through it, they came back a day or two later and they were like, hey, we want to retire earlier than what you had kind of projected out. We wanted to retire on an extra $20,000 of income. We want extra money to be able to put uh, back in our house as home renovations. We want extra money to be able to to buy a house or to be able to travel back and forth from Michigan to, to Florida and be snowbirds. Well, you can do all these things that you want or you can say all these things, but on the flip end of that, the give and take is you have to be able to to give something up to be able to accomplish those. Are you willing to give up more of your income? Are you willing to take on more risk to be able to accomplish that? Are you willing to push back retirement? Are you willing to work part-time for a couple of years to be able to accomplish that? What things are you willing to give and take to be able to get that? And that's super important as you're going through this and you start to think about retirement, whether that destination is 35 years away or five years. You need to envision your retirement and what you truly want because that helps you not only plan, but it also helps us plan as well for you. And it helps us figure out the best destination and the best route to get you there and the most efficient way to do that. So there's some things just to think about. Now, we do retirement plans for anybody that we come in contact with with at no cost. Whether these are current clients or they're prospective clients, these are things that we do without a charge. Um, and the reason we do that is because we were meeting with a prospective client not too long ago and they had sat down and their spouse had passed away. They had a pension that they took a single, they had a straight life uh, annuity option, which basically means if they passed away, that income is gone. They took the highest payout, but they're running the risk of a mortality risk and, and they lost. The spouse passed away. The spouse was left with nothing. There was no income left. There was no retirement savings beyond that. And they were having to, they had to sell the house and use that equity to basically live for retirement. And basically she was down to nothing. She had no money no retirement savings. Her family was not living around. She had one daughter and they lived in a different state and she was forced to go back to work. That was really her only way to get through retirement. And I just came to Pat and, and I made the assumption to myself too that I'm not going to make a financial plan the barrier between somebody being able to retire or not. I don't want it to be a money thing that somebody says I couldn't afford to get the right advice and and so I've just told myself I'm willing to do a financial plan for anybody who's willing to have one at no cost. And usually what happens is once I show them a financial plan, they go, okay, I see the need for a financial advisor that I couldn't do on my own. And they're willing to, to hire us or somebody to be able to do that work for them. But again, this is not a cost to anybody. So if this is something you're interested in, please reach out. Or if this sparked at least a question, go onto that type form on LinkedIn or Facebook, type your question in, and we'll uh, have a future episode to be able to answer that question. So again, if you have any questions on the first five parts, which is the retirement age, budget and income, your current retirement savings, evaluate your investments, risk reward, and then assessing your retirement accounts and making sure that you're running efficiently.
once we get all those five things, we get that retirement number and what amount that you need to be able to retire and, and, and draw an income from that. And then if you can't do that on your own, of course, reach out to me. That'd be a way that we can help you out. All right, that is all for today's episode. Again, if you need any questions, go onto that type form and type them in. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowsman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCOA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.